Hello, welcome back to the KPL Podcast. I'm your host, Chagisha. If you enjoy locked room mysteries, then I think you're going to enjoy my next guest. Listeners, this week I have a special guest. I have Academy Award-nominated screenwriter Iris Yamashita. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. So I read City Under One Roof and just I was turning the pages on my Kindle and just going, okay, what's next? What's next? So please tell us about your book. Thank you so much. The story is about Kara Kennedy. She's a female detective who's trying to solve a very gruesome murder in a tiny Alaskan town where all the full-time residents live in a single high-rise building. And it is inspired by a real remote city in Alaska. And it's a very cold place, of course, being in Alaska. Um, And the winds can reach up to 150 miles per hour. And the temperatures can go below 35. Um, So it's, you know, it's a place where in the winter, it feels kind of claustrophobic because the only way in also is through a single lane tunnel. And when I was researching this city back over 20 years ago, actually, uh, the only way in was by train. Um, But now they've opened up the tunnel so that cars can go in and out. But of course, my protagonist gets trapped there after an avalanche causes the tunnel to close and it becomes a lock city mystery. Very nice. Yeah, I was surprised that I didn't know about this tunnel. I know that the city and the tunnel uh, are real when I was researching the background to the book. And so I was surprised that that actually existed. (laughs) Yes. You know, it's a bustling city during the summer because there are cruise ships that kind of leave from there and there is a shipping dock and they do have a fishing industry, but um, it kind of shuts down for the winter. So it's, you know, it's, it's happening during the summer, but only like the hardiest residents stay on through the winter because a lot of times during the summer, um, there's temporary workers who kind of leave the city Mm -hmm. once the season is over. Right. So I was just, yeah, I was just thinking when I, of the story that, you know, who would be those people who would stay on? And I just imagined that a lot of them would have secrets, like maybe they were running from somebody or something. Mm -hmm. And that was sort of the inspiration. Yeah, definitely. So now the story is told from three points of view. You've got Kara, the detective, and then you have Amy, who's a teenager, and Lonnie. Could you tell us more about your characters and why did you decide to do three points of view? Yeah, I really enjoyed listening to books or reading books that had multiple voices. So when I uh, decided to write a novel, I I thought, oh, I would really love to try exploring different voices. And it is it is a new media for me because I am coming from screenwriting where you usually only have one voice. Um, But for this novel, it was it was so much fun to explore three different voices, and the again the springboard was going through that single lane tunnel that I had mentioned, which is very long. It's about two and a half miles long, and when you're traveling through that tunnel, it felt kind of like a rabbit hole, like I was mm-hmm. falling down a hole, and I was going to end up in a strange wonderland full of quirky characters. Mm-hmm. And so that was sort of in my mind, there were people here who are who are here for a reason, and they might be a little bit odd. 
And so in my Wonderland analogy, I I thought of Kara as Alice, the mm-hmm. investigator, you know, ending up in this in this strange Wonderland. And Amy Lynn, who is a teenager, and she's the one who discovers the body parts. Um, and her mom runs the local Chinese restaurant. I thought of her as the white rabbit that Kara sometimes follow for, follows for clues. And then we have the third voice, Lonnie Mercer, and she has a mental disability. She has a pet moose named Denny. She she talks in word salads and she wears a different color beret every day. So she's sort of the mad hatter character of the story. Very nice. So who's the Cheshire cat? <laughs> oh, you need to, yes. You okay, need that's, to figure that funny. out. <laughs> you need to figure that out. <laughs> So, and have you, uh, have you visited this tunnel? Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, I have, yes, I actually stayed in that building, the high rise. Um, the, the town was actually built as a military base. So there are two high rise buildings. Um, mm. But after an earthquake, it kind of made one of them uninhabitable. So it's just a shell. It's still there. It's just a shell. And then the other high rise building is the condo where all the residents live. And they also have an inn there. And I actually stayed there. Very nice. I wonder. So and I'm assuming you stayed in the in the summer. So probably. Yes. A little <laughs> bit different than. <laughs> yes, I, w- I wanted to go in the winter, but everything that I wanted to um, look at was closed. Mm-hmm. Uh, not the town, but um, there were other things that I wanted to actually research and um, everything was close. So it, it made it kind of difficult to um, plan a trip there. As I said, you're a screenwriter. So how was the transition of trying to write a novel? How what was uh, was it difficult to make the to try to write differently or is it different, I guess? Yes, it's, it's very different. Um, but I did always want to write a novel since I was a kid. I mean, it's what I wanted to do before I wanted to write screenplays, but I could never finish a novel <laughs> because it's a lot more torturous in the process. Um, but I think learning the craft of screenwriting really helped me uh, in learning storytelling in general. Mm-hmm. Um, there is kind of a structure to writing screenplays. There are certain rules that you follow. You know, you have you always have to have a character arc. There's usually three acts. So having that kind of uh, background of learning how to tell a story really helped me um, come up with uh, writing the novel. Uh, but there are, of course, there are, are big differences. Obviously, in a screen in a screenplay, you're you're the writer. And you're not going to go into much description, like you're not going to describe this character looks like this with they have a mole on their cheek or, you know, you're not going to go into that much detail because you don't know who's going to get cast. So Mm -hmm. you don't usually do that. So my first pass on the book, I never actually described the protagonist. (laughs) And then it was pointed out to me and like, oh, yes, okay, I'm also the casting director here. And I'm also, you know, you're the cinematographer, you're the costume designer, you're the set designer, you have to think of all of those things. So it's much different. Do you go as deep with characters when you're writing a novel versus screenplay? So like, for example, Kara's got a lot of other background uh, aspect to her, a lot of, a lot of trauma has happened to her. Um, you do 
even in screenplays, think a lot about the characters and what their backstories are and what their emotional journeys are. So that aspect is the is kind of the same. You don't usually go into their obviously in novels you go into their um into their heads you you see what they're thinking which obviously you don't do um i mean you can but not normally something that you do in writing screenplays you don't go into their inner monologues mm-hmm. um so uh but you do but you still do think about it you still think even if it's not on the page what is things like what it, what are their motivations um, you know, what's driving them? What are their arcs? What are their journeys? You do think about those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so who did you, who was easier to write of the three uh, characters and who is the hardest to write? You know, that's an interesting question. I would say that I I liked Lonnie, writing Lonnie, but it was very difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, I could only write short chapters with Lonnie because uh, her, you know, she again she has a very unique way of thinking Kara was more of a of a normal voice because she is the protagonist so um she is she was maybe easier to write and Amy was uh the teenager was fun but I didn't have her voice in the beginning in the beginning I didn't have a teenage voice down and so that did have to be worked through and developed as to what how would her voice sound as a as a teenager and then and then i had to go back and rewrite their um their voices to make sure they were consistent mm-hmm. so what did you enjoy writing the most uh in this uh novel so were there was there a particular scene that you're just like oh yeah this was fun to write versus something that was much harder well again fun and hard are like actually the the fun of funness of Lonnie mm-hmm. I I really enjoyed writing Lonnie but again it was it was hard mm-hmm. but I really enjoyed it um yeah I just enjoyed I just enjoyed discovering her character and how she speaks and um how what she thinks and even though it was so completely different because again she has a mental disability but it was a lot of fun so actually when I do my readings I I always read from her chapters. <laughs> ah, okay. So, cause I, I mean, I enjoyed like towards the end, there's a lot going on there and I'm trying to say this without spoilers. So <laughs> there's a lot of fun things happening or fun, but there's a lot of excitement. There's this tension that I thought was really just well done. So you're constantly wondering, okay, what's next? Uh, and, you know, there's lots of twists and turns. And so I had a lot of fun just you know, going through the book and going, okay, what is going to happen next? I mean, you kept learning new things, which was just so much fun. So did you normally just, did you plot everything out or, or were you pantsing? Um, I, a little bit of both. I always do start with an outline. Um, I did have a general idea of, you know, there's going to be this sort of big action sequence towards the end. Um, but, uh, all the, details I I didn't have the little details I didn't have um uh things some things about the characters like what their secrets actually were I didn't really know until I started writing Mm -hmm. um but you know the general structure I think of how it was gonna play out was was there um but yeah I did another thing I really did enjoy 
throwing in later was um, some of the Alice in Wonderland references that we had mentioned before. Mm -hmm. that, that was that was really fun, actually. I, I really enjoyed that. Now, are you a mystery lover? Is there a particular author or authors you like to read? You know, strangely, I um I I'm kind of new to the mystery world. And so now I'm trying to catch up right now. I am reading Mary Kubica's um The Other Misses, and I do have her next book that just came out. Um The Nicest Couple. Just the nicest couple. Um, and Naomi Hirahara, uh, she's been she's a friend of mine, so you know, I always enjoy reading her books. And I'm also influenced by the television world. So Twin Peaks, you mm -hmm. know, of course, growing up. And I really enjoyed um, Top of the Lake Jane by Jane Campion, her television series. Uh, that actually kind of inspired me to think like the mystery genre is, is really interesting. And I'd like to do that. Now, will we be seeing this particular book in on screen? Maybe TV um, or movie? Knock on wood. <laughs> <laughs> we are trying to get it out there. So we'll see if anything happens. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, crossing my fingers. Now, I read somewhere that there is going to be a sequel. So we get to see, do we get all the characters back in the sequel? Or I guess we get Kara back. You will get Kara back. You will see um, some familiar faces and some new faces. Mm -hmm. So I don't have the same three voices weaving. I do have three voices, but they're Kara and two, uh, two different mm -hmm. voices. And are you going back to the city? Because I... You know, there's 200 people in the city, so I'm thinking there's got to be more stories in there. <laughs> and uh, yes, to come out. <laughs> I I will be going back to the city, but there are also other locations. Oh, okay. So, but you're staying in Alaska, I'm assuming. <laughs> yes, it is. It is in Alaska. So, are you reading anything uh, new and exciting, or is there any recommendations you have for us? I know you already mentioned a bunch of mystery authors. Uh, usually, is the question we ask our guest of: Is there anything new and exciting that you recommend? Well, I um, I I have so many in my to read list, but I haven't had the time. So, I this is a completely different genre. But I did just pick up David Sadar's Happy Go Lucky, which is a more mm -hmm. it's a comedy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that was that's a fun read. Oh, tell us a little bit more about some of the research that you did for the book. So I know that uh, one of the things you mentioned, one of the things that's in the book or a major aspect is some of the native villages that are around the city. Yes, um, I did research. So I went to this uh, to the to the inspiration that city to do research and then I looked around um, on a map just kind of to see what was around it and I did see that there is uh, a native village but I did change you know I changed the geography because I don't know how easy it is to get there mm -hmm. um, so I did in my fictional version change the geography so that it was somehow easier to get to this uh, village um, and I um I'm actually um, trying to do more research, but the 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 actual the setup of Alaskan villages is very different from the lower 48. Mm 
And it was uh, kind of difficult to understand what all the rules were because they are different and they do change. Um, so the rules continue to change as to um, what's allowed, you know, gov government governance wise with these native villages. Um, so that was actually a difficult aspect of the research. Mm -hmm. And imagine, yeah, I imagine trying to get it to to work around the mystery elements and the plotting and, and so that that might have been pretty challenging. Yes, it was it it was kind of um that was a difficult aspect of it. So are and is this going to be in a series? So I know you said there's gonna be a sequel. So will you be writing more books beyond the the next one? I think it's just going to be the two for this series. I mean, I'm thinking of other mysteries, but it won't mm -hmm. be the same with the same characters. All right. Well, I look forward to seeing more. Well, thank you so much for talking to us today. This has been a lot of fun. And I am looking forward to the next book. But uh, listeners, please check out City Under One Roof. We'll have it right here at the Kirkwood Library and wherever thrillers are sold. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. Thank you. That's our show this week. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned next week for Jennifer Herrera and her debut book, The Hunter. I'm going to leave you with a quote from Alice in Wonderland by Lewis Carroll. You're mad, bonkers, completely off your head. But I'll tell you a secret. All the best people are.